The big challenge is this. How are investors like us, who are not backed by a billion dollar hedge fund, who are investing money from our own pockets, how do we buy, sell, and invest in the properties we believe in, yet still make a profit without risking all of our own money? That is the challenge. In this podcast, we'll give you the answers. My name is Nate Armstrong, and welcome to the Social Media Blueprint. Hello, and welcome back to the Social Media Blueprint podcast. We are really, really excited to be here today, and I want to ask you a question. Have you ever felt like that you've just been hit with a one-two punch, that life has just come at you and given you all that it has? Have you ever felt like, man, you just keep getting knocked off the horse? Well, with today's podcast, we're going to be talking to Marvin Thomas. Marv is one of those folks that has been knocked off the horse multiple times, but yet he has gotten up over and over and over again. If anyone can inspire you to get back up on the horse and give it one more try, and then one more after that, and one more after that, then it's today's guest, Marv Thomas. All right, without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hello, folks, and we are so glad to have you back today on another episode of the Social Media Blueprint podcast. I am super excited to have our guest today. His name is Marv Thomas from Megan Buys Houses. And Marv is absolutely phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed getting to know him. He's uh, he's one of our newer members in Social Media Blueprint. But I tell you what, he has such a great attitude that it has just been, again, a pleasure to, to get to know uh, Marv and everything. Marv has a really extensive background in in real estate investing. It's uh, something that I think most of us would envy to have. Over the years, just like most of us, he's faced challenges inside the uh, the real estate arena as well as outside of real estate. But through all of that, he has persevered. And probably more than anything, he has persevered with a great mental attitude. In fact, that's, again, the thing that I really appreciate most about Marv is just his attitude and how he approaches things with so much positivity and everything. His attitude truly is paying off for him. And so with that being said, Marv, are you there? I'm here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, it is such a pleasure for us to have you here, and I just know that uh, by the end of this this episode, this podcast episode, that people are really going to get a lot from what you have to share with them and everything. So we, again, we really appreciate having you here uh, to join us today. All right. So Marv, why don't you start off just by giving us a little bit of a background about who Marv Thomas is? Okay. Well, I, I live in uh, Enfield, Connecticut. And uh, originally grew up on a farm in Iowa uh, and uh, uh, loved the land, always wanted to have my own land. I was uh, uh, a regular, you know, uh, farm kid out uh, in nature, hunting and fishing and doing those kinds of things and just always liked property. And uh, anyway, I, I went to the University of Iowa. I got a degree in accounting and finance and then went to work for a large uh, public accounting firm in Chicago and uh, was fortunate uh, I was able to work under uh, the individual who was a director for real estate uh, practice for the firm. And I had, you know, some major clients that I worked with and, and uh, uh, I loved real estate because every deal was different. You'd go in, you'd have to evaluate it. And uh, a, a lot of what we do when we find a day, uh, you know, there's not a cookie cutter that 
everything is precisely the same. We have to go in, we have to negotiate, and uh, uh, everything is different. And you kind of got to, you know, walk or you got to be able to dance and uh, uh, come up with a deal. And I, I love that aspect uh, because if I'm doing the same thing over and over, I found that I'd get kind of bored. But I did that. I was in Chicago. There's, there's definitely nothing boring about real estate, right? Absolutely. Every deal is different. Every person's different. And you're, you know, you're working with people. Uh, I, I just enjoy that. And uh, anyway, I, I was in Chicago for like seven years and then I uh, transferred to Hartford, uh, Connecticut. Uh, there was an opportunity there. there uh, the insurance companies uh, decided that they were going to do real estate syndications. And uh, 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 I had an opportunity uh, to come out here because uh, one of the partners that was involved in recruiting me in Chicago happened to come out here and he was a managing partner and uh uh, requested that, that uh, I come out and, and help. And, and it was a, a great opportunity because uh, all the insurance companies decided that they were going to uh, jump in the real estate uh, syndication business. And uh, I was very fortunate. It was picking uh, like picking low fruit from a tree. Uh, I ended up with uh, several major uh, uh, companies, Traveler, Cigna, Aetna, uh, Connecticut Mutual, Phoenix Mutual as, as clients. And, um, you know, I, uh, with the help of putting together a team, we uh, uh, had maybe a thousand chargeable hours of, of time when I started. And after like six years, we got it up to 47,000 uh, billable hours, which uh, was a, a, a huge practice. And I made partner. Uh, I never really had a goal to do that, but I did. And I was, uh, you know, uh, loving that. Uh, but, you know, after a while, um, you know, I got a little bit uh, discouraged or uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different. And uh, I was working on a large uh, client actually out of Chicago uh, that was uh, doing a major a multi-billion dollar acquisition up in Toronto. And I spent many, uh, uh, many weeks up there and, and I had gotten married and that really kind of uh, hurt the marriage significantly. And um, uh, I ended up going through a divorce and uh, was kind of, you know, disenchanted, uh, decided that I was going to go do something else. And I then went and did some uh, consulting with a couple of people with some success and uh, uh, some things that were, weren't quite so successful, but uh, you live and learn as you go. And uh, unfortunately, fortunately, uh, I came down with a very serious illness um, and uh, spent seven months in the hospital. Uh, I had something called acute pancreatitis, uh, was not expected to live. And uh, over the next a couple of years, I probably spent a, a year in the hospital all told. And uh, wow. about, it, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a big chunk of time to say the least. And I, I uh, spent about seven years fully recovery or before I was fully recovered, uh, a good portion of that, a couple of years, I lived literally on an IV. Um, didn't know if I was ever going to be able to uh, sustain myself eating solid food. And, uh, but thank God, uh, uh, I was able to overcome that hurdle. And, um, anyway, I had done some real estate, uh, 
personally, uh, uh, up to that time, I had bought some condos and, and flipped them. Uh, I had gotten uh, as continuing education while I was with uh, uh, the accounting firm. Uh, I, I had gotten uh, education for my uh, realtor's license and a broker's license. And, and I also went and did all the uh, uh, education and certification to become an appraiser. Uh, but I never really, you know, put any of those to use. Um, they were just, you know, because I enjoyed real estate and, and, uh, and loved it. I also uh, took as many classes as I could, um, uh, you know, various uh, uh, real estate gurus that uh, would come in and, and uh, learn as much as I could. Um, but, you know, when I became ill, I, I virtually lost everything. Uh, was unable, like I said, to work for about eight years or so. When uh, I came through that, um, uh, I had mentioned that I was an outdoors person. I uh, had hunted and fished, and uh, I had to do something. I just couldn't stay around the house. So uh, Cabela's opened up a store, and I, I thought, well, I, I, I know a lot about uh, uh, firearms and hunting and, and, and stuff. So I went there. They hired me, and I worked there part-time. I really couldn't do full-time. Um, and all I was really concerned about was my health, uh, getting the exercise. I had two sons, um, you know, I wanted to be there for them and watch them, uh, uh, help them grow up. And, and, uh, when I was ill, my, my wish, if anything, was just to live long enough to see them to grow up and graduate and be the men that I wanted them to be. Awesome. That's so awesome. I, yep. So anyway, um, uh, I did that for like 12, uh, 13 years and, uh, a friend who has, uh, uh, also, uh, taken a lot of real estate classes. Uh, he went through a, uh, triple bypass and was concerned about, uh, you know, I've taken all this, uh, uh, these classes and, uh, I have all this information, but I've never really put it to use. And, uh, I want somebody to do it with. So anyway, I, uh, I told him that I would do it because I always had this uh, suppressed, I would say, real estate uh, bug. And um, anyway, uh, a great guy. I love him. But uh, getting him to focus on one thing, I, I think success, uh, to be successful, you got to figure out your cookie cutter. And uh, then you have to... Uh, do that and you do it, you know, over and over and over and you build a, uh, I guess if you were thinking in terms of a plant, a deep tap root uh, so that, uh, you know, you can withstand the drought, uh, you can withstand the, 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 the wind and, uh, you know, to be successful. The problem is he would jump from one thing to another and uh, uh, I couldn't get him to focus on one thing. And, uh, through one of the seminars that uh, uh, I was watching with him because of COVID, uh, Nate was on there uh, from Social Media Blueprint. And I was very impressed with his, uh, his attitude, uh, the approach that he took. Um, I liked the idea of social media, uh, even though my experience uh, uh, was with a flip phone and uh, really hadn't done much of that. Uh, but I didn't like the idea of running around and uh, putting up and taking down bandit signs and, and doing some of the other things. 
Um, so I, uh, I made a call and I didn't commit at that point, but I knew this is something I'm going to do. And then finally, one day, I, uh, uh, I think Nate had another uh, little webinar and I had kind of reached my point of frustration. And I just, I, I called, I signed up and uh, uh, I'm very happy that I have because it's kind of uh, taken something that was suppressed. And I've always had a dream of uh, having a business and uh, being able to include my sons with it. And uh, as I mentioned, I, I grew up uh, the son of a, a, a farmer and uh, he really couldn't give me any financial advice. So um, I wanted to make sure that my kids, uh, you know, they, uh, they were taken care of, that they knew how to provide for themselves and uh, live a good life. And I see this as an opportunity uh, to do so. And I'm even more excited given the environment that, uh, you know, we're living in right now with the COVID and things being shut down. Uh, there are uh, uh, literally millions of uh, people who, you know, they've got mortgages and they've, uh, you know, they're late or because of losing their job or, you know, some people foolishly, I think maybe because of the moratorium decided that, you know, they didn't have to pay or whatever, but sooner or later, uh, they're going to have to uh, uh, face the piper. And um, I just think that I see that as a great opportunity for us to to go in and, and uh, help other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you did jump in. I'm glad that you did take an opportunity with Nate and everything. We are very, very happy to have you here and happy that you're uh, uh, starting to see some success and everything. So let me let me go back and, and touch on a few things that you said there. That was quite a um, a career path that you've taken, and and something that is um, I would say probably you know what some people uh, recognize a lot of times is they will go through and and uh, over the course of a lifetime they'll go from one job to another. You know maybe spend uh, ten years at a company or whatever, and then they'll uh, go to another opportunity. You used one word in there in describing your career path. And it was fortunate. You said you felt like you were very fortunate to be able to, to uh, have the opportunities that were, were there for you. And, and I couldn't agree more. You know, I feel like I've been pretty fortunate in my career path as well. Um, but I wonder if I could ask you, was it uh, also you seizing opportunities, you know, because I think sometimes uh, people, there might be an opportunity thrown in somebody's path, but they don't always seize it. They don't always do something about it. Tell us a little bit about how you actually had an opportunity and you seized it rather than just walking past it. Well, I, uh, I, I would agree with that. I think, first of all, you got to, you know, be aware and recognize, uh, the opportunity and, um, uh, like for example, uh, just starting to work in the real estate area. It was something that I enjoyed. And uh, oftentimes you'll hear people uh, say that, you know, uh, a job or uh, what you want to do with your life, uh, if you're going to have uh, a work to do, uh, is find something that you enjoy and that you love. And uh, it's not like it'll be a job. And, yeah. Uh, real estate was just something that I really enjoyed because it was a, a challenge. Um, and, you know, like when I transferred to Hartford, 
you know, I had had enough experience that I could uh, look and uh, see the opportunity. And um, as I mentioned, you know, you kind of have to have your own little cookie cutter. Um, I knew, you know, the approach uh, to, uh, uh, to do the audit work and do the consulting work, what we needed to do. Uh, I kind of had the template down to do that. And, um, you know, it's a matter of uh, uh, just doing it. Uh, I didn't, you know, acquire that experience or that knowledge uh, just by, you know, blindly walking through. Uh, I worked my tail off. Um, you know, in public accounting, uh, it, during the busy season, uh, you know, you work a ton of overtime. And, uh, you know, the average work uh, 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 year for, um, I think, is 2,080 hours. Um, there were a couple right. of years where I put in like six, 700 hours of overtime. Uh, so, you wow. know, from like, uh, you know, uh, the m middle of January until the end of March when we had uh, 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 10Ks and things that had to be filed, uh, you know, you were working 12-hour days uh, uh, you know, uh, five days a week and eight hours, the other two. Um, and it's, I think it's that, uh, willingness to, uh, further your education, because as I mentioned, uh, you know, I had taken, uh, uh classes, uh, when I could, uh, some of the old real estate gurus, Robert Allen, uh, Lowry mm -hmm. Dickerson, uh, Carlton Sheets. In fact, uh, one of my friends was the guy who, uh, managed Carlton Sheets uh, uh, publishing of his materials and set up his uh, lectures. And uh, so I, you know, I was familiar with all of that and I equipped myself and I made sure that uh, uh, my uh, quiver was full of arrows. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, you just have to seize the opportunity. I, I love that, you know, and, and I think uh, that was actually the next thing I was going to ask you about was, just your education in real estate and how you, it seemed like throughout those years, you were always educating yourself and you just kind of answered that question. Um, I, I also was exposed to uh, several of those, uh, those real estate gurus along the years and everything. And so I think it's important right now, as we speak, um, I'm involved in a 10 week course for uh, a different aspect of real estate uh, that, that I want to improve upon. And so I think it's essential that everyone uh, always continue to to educate themselves in whatever arena they are uh, choosing to participate in. So I love that. Thank you for yep. sharing that. Okay. So what would you say if you had to boil it down? Because you've got an extensive history. You've got um, a lot of things that have come into play over the years that have helped you to uh, seize those opportunities and things. But if you had to boil it down to one or two things that, that you could give greatest credit for your success in, what would you say those one or two things would be? Um, I, I think a positive uh, uh, attitude. You know, you have, I have faith in, uh, faith in myself, but uh, faith in, and trust in uh, uh, somebody far greater than myself. Um, that, and I think, uh, you know, hard work, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, working hard. And I think uh, uh, respecting and uh, 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 having a heart of uh, 
a willing heart to help other people. Um, we're, you know, we're constantly, um, you know, we constantly have faith, uh, things to do. And as I would uh, counsel people that uh, were on my team, um, I would always try to show them the benefit. Um, and I, I wouldn't be, uh, uh, I wouldn't hide the fact that like, Hey, I, I, you know, if we work together, this is what I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get promoted. I'm going to, you know, uh, 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 make more money, uh, uh, become more valuable, whatever, but here's what I can do. And here's what, what, uh, the two of us together can, can do for you and, um, show them the benefits, what they could learn, what their opportunities would be, you know, if we go through and we spend this year together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not about what's in it for me. I mean, bottom line there, it has to be uh, something of value to you, but you have to put the other person first. And sometimes you're going to get burnt when you do that, but uh, uh, you got to continue to do it. I really like that, you know, because in, in today's world, so often, uh, if we're trying to get a promotion or if we're trying to, you know, get our, our foot up on the next rung of the ladder or whatever, we feel like we have to maybe do that a little bit underhandedly or, or at least hide what we're trying to do. And it seems it comes across as though we're trying to trick people or whatever. I like the fact that you were just open. You're like, hey, this is what's going to happen to me. I love that. This is the benefit to me, but this is also going to, these other things are the benefits uh, for you if we work together for this common purpose or common goal or whatever. Well, that's a really great approach. I love that, Marv. Well, I think that's why I uh, I like social media blueprint because, you know, the art of the heart that uh, Peter Hagen is doing, uh, just the, you know, the attitude that Nate has had and, and uh uh, I've had uh, two or three people that uh, uh, I've called who were sellers uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, you call them up and the, uh, one of the first things that they say is, uh, I don't want, uh, I'm not looking for somebody to uh, come in and give me a lowball offer. And I think, you know, that's happening and where, you know, we are willing to maybe spend a little bit more time and effort and uh, go and meet with the person, take a look at the property, come up with, you know, the, the, the real value and sit down with them as to what that market value is and explain to them. Uh, it's just being yourself and being honest and doing the right thing. Uh, as a kid, I was always uh, told by my mother, do the right thing. I love that. Be yourself, be honest, and do the right thing. I love that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> that should be common sense, but all too often it gets forgotten in today's world. So I love that. So we had just a, a couple of episodes back, we had a friend of the show that uh, we just absolutely love here. His name's Mike Fritz. And so for those of you listening, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. But one of the things that Mike shared with us on that episode, he said, um, you know, that mindset creates your environment. So let's change our environment. And so with the implication there being, we got to change our mindset in order to change the environment. And so that is so certainly something that you have done is uh, you have cultivated uh, that that fertile field of the mind to be able to change your environment and everything. So as we kind of round things out here for this interview, 
Marv and everything. What are just a couple of things that you could leave our listeners with that are really going to have an impact on them and help them succeed in real estate? Um, I guess, uh, you know, obviously uh, hard work, but the, the thing is, keep your eyes on your goal. Keep your eyes on the prize. Uh, you have to have a why. And uh, it's important that you uh, take a look at that. I know uh, Nate has his uh, daily routine of uh, looking at his goals. And, and it, uh, I've got something that I, uh, I, I have to admit, I don't look at every day, but, and it's not nearly as extensive as his, but I've got two or three goals uh, that uh, I try to work toward. And uh, as I go through each day, I try to, I try to accomplish you know, a couple of things. And, uh, you know, we tend to say, okay, we got a pile of work we got to do. Uh, and, uh, but if you just concentrate and, you know, take a few bites and uh, get that part done, uh, you know, you're moving ahead, keep, keep moving ahead, but keep your eyes on your goal. I think another is to be humble and seek help. Um, for me, uh, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of success, but I've had uh, probably more failures. And a lot of it is pride and, um, you know, uh, being a, a tough guy, I'm going to do it on my own. And uh, how foolish it is to uh, go through life uh, that way all the time, because, yeah, there are times when you really need to suck it up and do it yourself. But there are so many other uh, uh, ways or so many ways that you can help yourself if you you know, you, you ask help and you humble yourself and, and uh, uh, get that help. And the other thing, the last thing I would say is, is don't quit. Um, and believe me, uh, uh, there are times when I felt like quitting, uh, but, uh, uh, it, you know, and I'm, I'm a, you know, part of it is you're afraid and fear is a factor that we deal with all the time. And uh, uh, no matter who we are, uh, we have to overcome our fears. And, and uh, uh, somebody I heard coined the phrase fear, uh, false evidence appearing real. And mm -hmm. so often, you know, uh, we, uh, uh, if we press forward, we'll find that that's the case. And you kind of have to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, when you're, uh, when you're, you know, nervous or afraid of something, and I, I can remember, uh, I bought a condo, uh, years ago at an auction and I knew it was a good deal. And at that time I had, you know, plenty of cash. I had enough cash. I could have just gone in and purchased it, but I paid uh, a small amount down. Uh, I was able to, to flip that. I, I just put an ad in the paper and I got like six or seven, uh, uh, people calling and I sold it to one. And, um, but I was nervous, you know, that whole time. And, uh, why did I, I need to be nervous because I had the money in the bank to pay it, but I was still doing something that I hadn't done before. And, uh, you know, you're, there's a certain amount of fear in that. And I ended up, yeah. I think I made like 18,000 on that deal, but, uh, somebody, and, and I gave it, uh, uh, sold it to somebody and they made probably more. And today, uh, if I would do that, I would probably have held out. Uh, but it's, it's the, the fear that you had and um, uh, what, you know, what you got to do is that fear is you got to get out of your box 
And oftentimes when you have fear, uh, you're bumping up against the side of your own box. So you kind of got to press through that. And one of the things that I do is uh, uh, there's a uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt wrote a, uh, a, I don't know, it's a poem, but it's a couple paragraphs called In the Arena. And I will go through that and, and, and read that, you know, every once in a while and uh, to bolster myself because, you know, it's one thing to know success. It's another thing to, to fight and uh, uh, struggle and have defeat, but you don't even know uh, defeat if you've quit. So don't quit. I love that. I love that. And that right there, I think, could summarize exactly what you are all about. And that's exactly why we wanted to have you uh, on the, the program today, because that is so very important. In fact, everything that you just listed there, it was, it was a few more than one or two, but it was well worth it, right? It was hard work. Keep your eye on the prize. Uh, always be moving ahead. Uh, remain humble and seek help. And then right there at the end, do not quit. And so I think that is just an absolutely fantastic way to summarize who you are, Marv, and what your company is all about. And, uh, and that's exactly why we wanted people to be able to hear your story and everything. And so thank you so much for being with us today, Marv. Appreciate it. Well, thank you. Again, I appreciate the opportunity. And, and I hope that uh, people do get some benefit from this. Oh, I'm certain that they will. Absolutely certain that they will. So very, thank you very, very much. Everyone, I, I really hope that you take uh, everything that Marv had to say to heart and that you were taking good notes. If not, go back and re-listen and, uh, and pull out one or two things that you will absolutely be able to apply immediately to your own life or to your business, because there was a wealth of information in this episode. And so we want to thank Marv for being on here. We want to thank each of you for listening in to this episode. And we will see you on the next episode of the Social Media Blueprint Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one.